What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazz, and you are listening to Jazzy Talks the Unmasking. I am here every week with my girl, Shaquita. Hi. And my girl, Alexis. Hello. I'm Jazz. I am the one who likes to work hard, but I like to play just as hard. See, and I'm Shaquita. I'm more of the risk taker, but I'm very spontaneous as well. I'm Alexis. They say the best for last. Okay. I'm the more observant, <laughs> but funny one. Okay, honey. And we'll be coming to you guys every week with topics like relationships, family matters, and healing. Baby, and everything in between. Don't forget to add us to your favorites to catch new episodes. Weekly. What's up, ladies? What's up? What's up? How's it going? How's everyone doing today? I'm good today. I'm doing well. Okay, I'm good. Fun. Sun out. You know, it's all well. Even though it ain't that hot, but the sun was out today. Yeah. So it perfect. was a good day. Like, I like sun. Like, sunlight just changes my mood. So, mm-hmm. I definitely was like, oh, it's a nice day. A little breeze. Mm-hmm. And we have a good week coming up, too. It's supposed oh, to be in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Week, so. I'm seeing a couple of days on there saying 90 something now. I know. I'm, I'm expecting it. Okay. <laughs> I said I want to be at the lake land on my listen picnic me please. Yes, yes. And speaking of, um, I know um, Sunday is Juneteenth, so next Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of jobs are, is observing for it now. So that's a good thing. Make some progress. Right. My mom. I was talking to my mom like, um, what y'all doing for Juneteenth? She's like, Juneteenth. I said, you're not celebrating Fourth of July, so yeah, Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Sunday, and I got to work. I said, first of all, why your job yeah, ain't giving y'all off? Yeah, um, getting off work. on Sundays? Mm-mm. No, but that Monday. Oh, she's talking about Monday. Yeah, oh, they was you. observing it on Monday for people. Like, so if you, you if know. If the holiday fall on mm-hmm. Sunday, you usually off that Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of jobs doing it this year. Uh, and my job was like, well, you can come in. And I'm like, mm, this is kind of a big deal. No, <laughs> listen, listen. You better tell them it's a big deal. I mean, I would it like the kinda, money. It is I would like deal. the money, but I feel like if I work on that Monday, it just, I don't know. I'm like, no, nah, I, I doubt that I'm coming. Well, listen, not coming, but we got to stop downgrading our stuff. It yeah. ain't kind of a big deal. It is But that's what I'm saying. But my friend, you like, but it's, uh, you know, he's talking about the money. I'm like, that's cool, but they offer the extra money all the time. And this mm-hmm. one, I feel like I just need to be off like I don't need to come in or log in okay so today we're talking about circulating money in the black community Mm -hmm. so my first question is um do you feel that you guys spend more of your money with African Americans or is it like 50 50 What, what are you doing right now as far as um how you spend your money I most definitely don't spend enough money in the black community. Okay. Um, but anytime I, I'm at vendor shows or whatever, you? I'm intentionally buying from black businesses. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of shops, mm-hmm. um, honestly, to, that you can just go to the mall and just get, you know, yeah. stuff. Um, so it's so scattered. Mm-hmm. But I do be intentional like certain things. When I buy soap every month, I go to Sherman Phoenix when mm-hmm. I do. So I do stuff like that, but it's not, a, it's not, I don't spend as much as I desire to with black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I would say I've, lately I've been spending a lot. So I'll see like certain people on TikTok. Okay. I'll get, you know, certain things from just to try it out, test their product. 
um, but I do not circulate enough money. I wish it was a black grocery store that I could definitely just go in and yeah. spend mm -hmm. and yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that you say that you wish it was a black grocery store. Like, what do y'all think is holding that back? Like, we know we've seen some that popped up and, you know, may have failed. But, like, why do y'all feel that um, we don't keep those, like, running in a commi black community? Um, I can't really say why they don't stay running in the black community. But I know it's, we need to get one. And yeah. it needs to be a consistent one. So I can't really speak on why it don't last because... We definitely shop with them mm -hmm. when they around. That's we definitely shop with them. Yeah. So maybe it's something on the back end mm -hmm. that kind of takes place to where they don't stick around long enough. Um, the one that I did know that was around for a very long time, and I can remember as a little girl going in there all the time was Lena's. Mm -hmm. You know, they just started get. You know, well maybe what the last five years we haven't seen one around. Yeah, probably longer. But um, I can recall them being around for a very long time, and every time I go, went in there, it was like you seeing your black people, your older people. But I can't say why they're not sticking around. Okay. But I would love to see more of them pop up. Yeah, I think it could be like production or something. Like, you know how you get your stuff is different depending on like what resources you have and stuff like that. And if it's more expensive, it could cause some issues. That's how I feel about like beauty supply stores like we we open a lot of them and they are popping up more but it'd be a lot of them failing that be you know owned by black people and it'd be like we spend a lot of money but i think stores. i think also mm -hmm. too are not enough black people go and support other black businesses so for example i heard i heard something on 103 um a radio station anyways and he was saying that we talk about buying in the black community, but we are the same individuals that complain because their products is $2 higher mm -hmm. than the Asians or yeah. the Arabs, whatever, but not realizing that those discounts that the other people get, we do not qualify exactly. for those. So yes, right. we have to up our price, but people be so quick to go out and buy a name brand, Gucci, yeah. this, Louis, this, this, but you won't spend an extra $2 on a pack of hair. Yeah. That is true because I feel like even with the Asians, just imagine the resources that they have back yeah. from they. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, come on now, like even if you buy from vendors, you know, you know what they have available, the factories they have, and all of that. They probably so they have dip, Yeah, they have exactly. different connections. So of course, we're going to need. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just it don't be adding up to me sometimes. And then like even if with the pricing, sometimes it'd be like if you don't buy it, buy it. If not, I've seen people go to somebody else. And say, girl, why she charging? Da, 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 da. You better go to such and such. The girl about to buy from her, for, you know, like hair or whatever. She's like, girl, she charges. Da, da, da. You better go say, and it's like, but what that got to do with? Like, why are you stepping in on this girl's exactly. money? Like, I don't get it. She I, got it because she finna make the purchase, so she got it. And if she don't have it to make the purchase, she wouldn't be purchasing. Exactly, and I, it just. It just rubbed me wrong. And I'm like, see, this is the thing. Like, the mindset. Yeah, like if you don't want to buy, that's fine. But you don't have to stop other people from supporting the next person. I think a lot of um, oh, black people do not um, value community the way that it used to be valued back then. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandparents used to buy black mm -hmm. from black owned, support black owned businesses. But now the value of ourselves, we don't value ourselves yeah. enough. We don't value our community. We don't we don't put enough emphasis on 
a village raising yeah. us up. You know, it's not no more of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that plays a major role in our support system because even in my business, I have way more um, support from other, other cultures, cultures mm-hmm. than my own. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people feel like that in a sense, like they do. And don't get me wrong, I do get a lot of, you know, support from black people so mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it's not there but it's just like it'd be some disconnects in there for mm-hmm. sure um, and it's, it'd be like a competition thing all the time as well like I get it you are in business you want to be you know competitive as far as like you know sales and stuff but it also needs to be some empowerment with it as well so I but I think we're getting getting better with um, bringing awareness like a lot of people are speaking on it more mm-hmm. um, but just the action needs to follow yeah the following okay. suit yeah, yeah for definitely. sure and I think once we really understand that we putting money back into our own community mm-hmm. our crime rate will go down mm-hmm. our Poverty way, you know, we the kids are getting involved in, you know, it is um it's a whole effect and people not looking at it from the bigger picture. They just looking at it as a monetary thing, but they be up every Saturday to get them Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's a um, also a thought system too, because you gotta think about where people grow up and where they're where they're living now. A lot of people fear the whole, like, once you do start to, you know, get your money up and stuff like that, then you deal with, like, break-ins of, you know, like, your, um, of your store or whatever, or, you know, being robbed. Just people trying to take from you in the same community you trying to come up in, basically. But that's where that, you, you have to build relationships, too. That's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? Like, the lack of... When people... When you own a business and you show no compassion or mm-hmm. no empathy or anything... People, you just here to take my money like they are. Yep. Yep. You got to show the community that you move into. You have to show the uh, pedestrians around that you there for them. Yep. Even if it's setting up a barbecue grill out there your first week or something and just giving away the hot dogs. They're not necessarily they have to pay for it, just giving them away yep. just to... Like this is my appreciation for you guys welcoming me, welcoming me into your neighborhood. Yeah, a different level of respect. So then they not coming for you know, like not saying that it can't happen, you know, to people uh, if if you do do those things. But it's it's lower the odds because people have a different level of respect for whoever you know is running the business to where they don't you know they ain't gonna try to see you you know in a bad position, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be protecting your business when you're not there. Exactly, yeah. and that used to happen. I mean, I know yes. it is different, but that used to be a thing where it was a respect level for like an old guy in the community that you know owned their store or something like that, where they wasn't targeting you know that store. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, what do you, what do y'all think about like professionalism when it comes to um, black businesses? Do y'all feel like we expect um, what we are supposed to expect, or do you feel like we put them at a, a higher, higher standard, standard than like a you know? Not I mean, black. me personally, I don't. I hold you at a standard of customer service. Um, I, I Chick Fil A has actually you know spoiled me a little too much. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, get your together but i also understand um everybody not gonna have that type of customer service experience but also you you just have to know how to treat your customers okay. you know be pleasant be nice 
don't be rude mm -hmm. and I'm good. I don't, I'm not holding you up here yeah. and I could go and I go here and they treat me, I'm not, I'm yeah. not even trying to compare you honestly. Yeah, and but I, like I do want good customer service. I can see Popeye's line around the corner all the time, and you know they gonna be out of this, they gonna be out of that, they service gonna be poor, and your wait gonna be long. But that doesn't stop like black people for like from going there and sitting in line for a long time to get it. But when you shop with the small businesses, it'd be like one thing and it'd be like uh, blasting you on social media, or they're never coming back because it's like a small mistake, and it's like. But you guys go to like bigger establishments like McDonald's and things like that and keep mm -hmm. giving them chance after chance after they didn't did this and that and yeah. that. And it's like, because people still go to McDonald's yeah. and Popeyes on the regular and know that you're going to be upset. Yeah. Right. You know you're going to be upset, but let one black owned business piss you off. Mm -hmm. You slandering their name. You making their business. You know, you. Yeah. And from our own people. Yeah. I definitely feel I see that a lot. So yeah, then to piggyback off of the professionalism, mm -hmm. I guess we could talk about a current event. Um, recently, Monique was hired to be on D.L. Hughley's comedy event or whatever he had going on. And I guess she was expecting to close, but then they ended up asking her to go first. And she got up there and basically her whole set was like talking about him, like talking about his wife, uh, talking about his daughter's situation with sexual abuse. Um, this was a comedy? Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And like just basically saying he a, a B nigga, like he, he a this, he a that. And then also went on to say like oh and you talk about people name but your name dl hughley what does that mean like she just basically went on a full rant so it caused a lot of people of course to poke up because you know she had so many different things um where people saying we don't want to work with her because of her behavior but then she was trying to basically um say those rumors weren't true by doing interviews and things like that and showing that she was mistreated so trying to back up her uh reputation but Everyone is saying with this outburst, it kind of confirms like what, what people other people are saying. Are saying. And why saying. So, mm. what do y'all think about how she handled the situation? I um, didn't see or hear what meaning. she said. I just heard about it okay. and like seen post about it. I didn't actually hear the footage of her talking about it. But if that was her behavior, then. They got what they were looking for. That's why you got kicked out of, you know, so many movies and kicked out mm -hmm. the industry or put on the blacklist for that behavior. Remember, your energy is going to match mm -hmm. what what energy you put out. That determines if people are going to deal with you or not into what capacity a person will deal with you. And I had just said when all that was going on, like, dang, I haven't seen her in nothing since mm -hmm. Precious. I haven't seen her in nothing, and that's been a long time. And listen, I think she's a great actor. Yeah. I think she's a great comedian. I think she's very funny. But you got to sometimes, especially when you on the blacklist already, mm -hmm. and you finally getting back in, this is how you act. Right. And even if she was upset about it, is this the way to handle it? Like, she was walking across the stage, y'all, like, hunched over like a dude. Like, yeah, because, you know, like, this was her. Like, everybody like, whoa. Like, and then she had the, some people that was, you know, cheering. And, you know, you're going to have that because on Twitter, I went on. 
Twitter because that's the first place everybody go. You had the tweets that was like defending her, but then you had a lot of comedians that went on like Ricky Smiley show or other podcasts to like basically speak on how they felt about like how it went down. And for me, when I watched it, I just feel like at her level that she's saying that she because she was like you um you open for kings of comedy y'all close for queen you know like it was just it was a different way it could have been handled i guess she was mad about the promoter and being switched you know but if you haven't even been out here that you know you've been you ain't even been what working why do you why does it matter if you go first you haven't right, even been you, doing you, about to get a check. <laughs> you haven't you you got a contract you have an agreement if rather you go first or last, you're paid already. You haven't even been doing work. Like, and I'm because I'm sitting here wondering, like, what what's the difference between first and last? So when you go first mm-hmm. in that industry, that's when you kind of knew, kind of like opening. Yeah. you know how you do music, you open for somebody, kind of like that. So you kind that makes you kind of the newbie. She mm-hmm. felt like I have 30 years in the business, and I say I was told that I was going to be a headliner, mm-hmm. and then now at the end of the day. It, I, you could have even still went and killed it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Redeemed yourself. Redeemed. And then, if, if you wanted to talk on your platform, if you wanted to have a conversation with D.L. Hughley, maybe on a mm. different show, you could have did it that way. Like, yeah. hey, I still handle business, but I feel like I was meant... And then, that would have well, backed her up. Like, see y'all how I, you know, agreed upon this, and this is how they did me, or something. You know, like... Well, how did D.L. Hughley... It's he, not his fault who they choose to close the you know, it's not his fault who they choose yeah. to close. What was his response? He was very articulate with it. He went on um, a couple podcasts, but he was just like, I just didn't understand why you were attack me when I didn't have control over it. It was, you know, the promoter that did it. He like, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, why you attacked me like that? She was, and he was like, and people told me, because you know they all in the same business. Mm-hmm. He was like, so people told me not to do it. Like, don't do it. And I tried to, you know. Help her out. Yeah, so people was like, well, you know, when people show you who they are, like, you need to believe them, but yeah, so he did still respond in a very, you know, good way, but it, it was pretty intense, huh? But I guess that goes down to, like, when it comes down to working with black people, like, do we accept disrespect just because it's our people, no. or no. do we be like, oh, that's just how they are, you no. know? Or is it a le- yeah, right, it's a level of... No, like you got to get your stuff together, you know. One thing I learned, I was told when I first started business, business has no feelings. Mm-hmm. This is strictly business. I don't care you black, white, orange, purple, green. Yep. It's it's a respect level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to respect me. And even if you mess up earlier or you have a time where you might get them, you need to at least still go back to the drawing board. But look, in business, like I need to learn how to, you know, separate my emotions. I just feel like she was just all over the place though mm-hmm. definitely and um i had high hopes that she was you know maybe what she was saying was true like people was you know targeting her but i feel like she could could have definitely killed it with jokes because she didn't have any jokes like the whole thing was about him and his mm-hmm. family and all of that so but how that makes you look as a black woman <laughs> that's what i'm saying tear down a black, black man's man. wife his Kid. daughters, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But you're a black woman, but you go and tear down another black woman because black men, black family, a, a black family. family mm-hmm. Yes, because you know what I mean? of a decision a promoter made, and he didn't even make the decision. Like, how does that yeah. make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of them situations where I'm like, well, and then, you know, who do you side with? You have to do what's best for you. I can't be a comedian out here sacrificing 
what I have going on just because you're upset. Like, that was one thing that Steve Harvey said to her on that interview. He was like, look, I got my own family, my own, you know, I'm leaving things to, I tried to be supportive to you, but you, you know, and she wasn't happy with him either. So it's like, yeah, at certain points, uh, unprofessional behavior, it'd be a no. Like, you yeah. gotta, you can't deal with it, basically. Yeah, of course. All right. Mm -hmm. So, what other things um, can we talk about when it comes to um, circulating money in the black community? Will you guys um, look to only hire black individuals to work within your business? It would be ideal. It would be very ideal. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a few, a lot of things that I feel like we need to get used to. We need to get used to coming to work and being like I have a very nice job and it's black because I feel like a lot of people always be like I'm the only black person you know at this company and it makes them feel like you know then their job is up here versus like if you working with all you know black people I want them to feel that same you know type of sense of like I work here I feel appreciated and then just changing different things that you wish you could have changed at certain corporations and things and, I feel like. and then the 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 what you know black businesses they have a reputation or stigma that mm-hmm. they're ghetto or mm-hmm. which that's false yeah, yeah not all black so. businesses businesses are like that i don't think so and i think if i'm a black person that feel like hey i want this type of life i want to calm i happy like and all that it's going to be other black people that feel like that Fact. you know what I'm saying? like i'm not the only person that want their kids safe and you know when they go outside i'm not the only person that want good things for my family like it's other black people that feel the same way and you just you know indeed it would be ideal though to hire women black i would like to Mm -hmm. um with circling circulating do you ever do y'all ever think it will be a get to a point where black people will go on a strike and stop spending money no <laughs> well what I was going to say is stop spending money in order to see change because the reason why a lot of things are not changing is because we keep spending our money in all these communities and giving them power because the money equal power for them um, that's only how we going to see any type of change like yeah, I don't, know. I don't think it's going to look. Just we don't stay band together long enough to see change sometimes True. because, um, just like for example that H and M situation, where I feel like <laughs> a sense of a part of me didn't think that they Wait, was intentionally. What's the H and M situation? I don't know. So that's when they had them hoodies and the little black boy had a monkey on his hoodie. And so it was like, you know, all these people in the uproar, like, why did he have a monkey on his hoodie? You know, one of the models. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they said it wasn't anything like that. But when black people was like, oh, we're not going to go there. It was so many videos of people like, man, are we really all stopping because it's cheap in there? Or, you know, like this or that or, you know. So I feel like in order to do that, we really would have to stick together in terms of... Because there's been plenty of different designers that said they didn't want us in their, you know, products and all that. We still buy it. Yeah, like Still wear it. They don't really Look down it. at people if they don't got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then if we bring out something luxury, then we don't want to pay her two, $300 for a bag, but... We can go pay, you know, that for somebody else because we value their products. Us in their clothes is of higher value than us in our luxury, you know, brand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I think the value too, we have to feel like if I'm wearing this brand, it's still a value, you know, where people be like they need to wear Fendi or they need to wear all these other right. things in order to feel like they are successful, basically. No, you're absolutely correct. I, be I believe, I believe that. And we just have to get better at that because if you can go buy a $300 Gucci purse, why can't you buy this um, Telfar bag? Mm -hmm. And they you know, getting better on those, but yeah. Yeah, they buy the Telfar bag mm -hmm. now because Beyonce bought yeah, it. Has if to she be, wouldn't yeah. have bought it, then guess what? Mm -hmm. He'll still be trying to get yeah. you know the clientele that he needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it took one celebrity to believe in his product and buy his product. We had too many followers nowadays. Oh, listen. There's too many followers. Everybody wants to be to like somebody. Even do the morally correct yes. thing. People yeah. who have to watch a video of people doing something morally correct to be inspired to do something right. What happened to the times where you were the first person to do something? How are we going to have people, the first people to do something if we can't even make decisions? We got to Google what we already thinking about and right. make sure it's right. Like, we ain't even trying to come up with new <laughs> things because we got to confirm with the internet. What about the time where you couldn't do that, where people was coming up with stuff, eventing stuff, and, you know, trial and error. It's so much like, well, is this the right thing to do? Or you can even read comments on social media where people be like, oh, you know, I thought it was just me, or I thought, you know, it was a problem, and they get their confirmation from, you know, going on social media and seeing somebody else who's, um, they feel is brave enough, you know, right. to talk about it. But yeah, yeah, we definitely have a lot of uh, followers, um, and I think that's the, well, I guess the now that I think about it in social media and how the whole thing is, like how many followers you got, and how many, it kind of like all yeah. goes hand in hand. They yeah. do want this behavior to be the norm, basically. Yeah. I almost made a video on TikTok, like TikTok made me buy it from my own product just to see right. how many people will buy it just because I put it up there as TikTok, TikTok made, made me buy it. They oh, probably that's gonna be like, let me see, look at that. I'm gonna try that, girl. <laughs> you know, stuff get bought off of Amazon stuff off of people yeah, posting yeah. it. So you never know. They might yeah. just go and get it just because, like, well, let me check this out real quick. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. Um, so what about, uh, I know we were talking about hairstylists. So mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? When it, Like, how does that relate to circulating money in the black community? Do you think I, think, I think that's circulating because... Um, a lot of people go to black hairstyle. Like mm -hmm, black yeah. women usually go to black hairstyle. Yeah, that's one thing we gonna. That's talk. one thing for real because because <laughs> no, we know they yeah. understand us. They understand our hair. You know what I mean. So we most definitely support mm -hmm. in the hairstylist. But I heard a podcast that was saying that some hairstylists don't pay. I mean, they don't charge for the. Um, they don't charge for the. Um, how much their clients make, they charge them to live a lifestyle that they desire. So basically her example was like, some people, hair braider, braiders driving in G-Wagons, mm -hmm. and she said, ain't nothing wrong with it, but it's like, you charging a, a G just to get some braids because you're trying to live this lifestyle. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I see some truth with that. Yeah. So, but we have a hairstylist here today. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't charging no tea. I better start. Look, I'm trying to compare prices now. Now, let's bring her but from no. the back. No, just, <laughs> but no, I don't charge those ex extensive prices because 
again, you got to, how I charge is, I, I'm charging you for my time, mm-hmm. and I'm charging you for the style that you want. I'm not charging you because I got, because of the kind of car I drive. Listen, we or because I want the, you know, <laughs> I said, I'm charging you for my time. Mm-hmm. It's just like a job. Yep. A job get paid hourly, so you have to think about, okay, if I was working, you know what I'm saying? How much was I getting paid when I was working mm-hmm. before I quit to actually do here? Yeah. Because I quit a job from 10 years to actually break. So what was I making then? And I have to align that up because my finances shouldn't change because I'm now braiding here. I still have to maintain what I have and keep it moving like that. So I only charge based upon the style and the amount of time it take me to, yeah. do, to do the style. I don't just say, man, I'm trying to get these Gucci shoes out. Queen of your braids, waist length. They 300 today. Yeah. And then on a day I'm good, they 150. No, it's a consistent price okay. for everything. That's good. Because I mean, I, I understand things do go up. I went in Walgreens and a jam was $12 and something. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, we like, yeah. okay, hold on. That plays a role in it too. So as mm-hmm. products, like you said, I just literally bought some Braden jam and it used to be $7.99 and now it's $8.99. Yeah. So of course the price is going to start to fluctuate. But now, do you mean since. The jam went up two dollars. Now I charge three hundred dollars for small knotless. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it gotta even out. Like you yeah, can't just put it all the way up here. Exactly. I mean, there's other ways when the products are going up. There's other ways to space out the money so that your clients can't tell that the price is a little different. You just gotta be strategic on how you price things, and you just don't. I don't believe in. Two weeks ago, you came to me and got that. And now, two weeks later, it's this price. No, I'm going to give a time period. And so, say, for instance, it's the middle of the month. My prices ain't going to go up to the beginning of next month. So, starting July 1st, the prices will then be Mm -hmm. different. I don't just, like, you know, it's, you got to work with your people and know that, okay, your people got $65, but they ain't got $85 in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So, give them a chance for the next time you do that here and say, hey, you know, you know, the price and products going up. We all know certain things going up. The price gonna be a little different next month. Yeah. yeah, that's okay to say too, and then they can make the decision to go to somewhere else or to continue to stick with you. But majority of the times, if you're treating your clients right and you telling them the price is gonna go up, they're gonna most likely stick with you. Yeah, they don't like to go and get their hair done. Bounce around. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. That's true. Okay, so then what about like the amount of work that goes into it, like? So you said that it's how much time. So does that include, like, let's say a service need to have it washed. Like some braiders say you need to come with it washed and blow dried. Where a lot of people are saying that should be included in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? <laughs> I'm not a hairstylist, but no. There's a lot that's... of people that argue that though. Like I don't think that should be included. I'm like really. I'm not just a separate service though. Yeah. It's a separate service. Cause that's now, just like a washing style, and you pay for the wash. Now, if if this is a thing, now if that's something you charge for, if that's something you gonna say it comes with the style, then just set your prices there. Mm-hmm. And then let them know, well, the price is this, but it comes with a wash, blow dry, yeah. detangle, and I'm gonna do your hair. Yeah, You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what you do. You don't come and say, well, it costs $25 for your wash, then it costs 15 for a detangle, and then a blow dry, it costs another 15. <laughs> no, your hairstyle is 45, the shampoo is 25. Okay, this is the okay. price of how much we charge you for this. Yeah, and it so, includes yeah. X, Y, and Z. And, and this is what the price includes. So every time I get a new customer, they say, okay, I want some medium knotless box braids, but 
I don't got time to wash my hair. Can you wash my hair? Okay, $250. It comes with a hair included. I'm going to wash, blow dry your hair, detangle it. You know, because you have to detangle hair before you wash mm -hmm. it and after you wash it. And a lot of people don't. People just take their hair down for braids and just wash it and wonder why they're pulling out globs of yeah, hair. You have to detangle before and after. So I'm going to detangle your hair before I wash it and I'm going to detangle your hair after I wash it. And just see the difference between you detangling it before and after you washing instead of just going in washing your hair and you have it detangled. So if that's the case, who's expected too much? Is it the customers or is it the stylist who's overcharging? I think it's the I think it's on both ends. I think sometimes our customers could be could you know, sometimes they, they don't do hair. Mm -hmm. Majority of the time your customer don't do hair so they like, shoot, I should be getting X, Y, and Z when really you ain't in a business so you don't really know what you should be getting. Yeah. You just saying what your pocket should be getting. Yeah. And true. then the stylist like, well, this is my time. This is what I do on a regular basis. So this is what I need to charge to make sure that I even sometimes and sometimes I don't even charge people what I should charge them is it'd be like a break even. Yeah. Like I'm just paying for my hair and my products that I use on your hair. I don't got no pocket change. And that's okay sometimes because I like to make my customers happy. And that's another thing we gotta learn to do too. We gotta learn to always keep our customers happy. I know yeah. you don't give everybody a discount. Everybody can't get a discount because then guess what? Then yo, what your pocket's gonna look like, what your account gonna look like. But it's okay to sometimes give people a discount when they express, okay, that's a little too high for me. Okay, well, this is what I can do. Yeah. You can't get the medium box braid, but I can do you some braids to the back medium for this X amount. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. In a style and still have you fly, you gotta be able to negotiate. It's a negotiation skill. You gotta be able to talk your way to your money. Yeah, I feel that. So, last question to. Um, end it out so what are some ways that you think that we can keep the black dollar within our community and create and cultivate spaces where not only do we live but thrive while doing so what do you think we can do as a black like, community that again. <laughs> what do you think that we can do as a black community to keep the money in our communities but not also just have it in our community but also thrive in our community where it's booming like you got to talk about, I, I feel like you got to talk about where you got your stuff from. You always say, I, you see TikTok every day, all day. I got this from Amazon. 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 I got this from Walmart. I got this from Walmart. Target, Walmart, Target, Walmart, Target. Why can't I put on Jazzy waistband and say, I got this from Jazzy Silhouettes? So you think just talking about it? Just talking about, about it more. Mm -hmm. We got to keep talking about it more. No, I ain't get this tank top for Forever 21. I got this from Nurse Closet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't get this candle from Bath and Body Works. I got it from Blossom. This is where I got this from. Yeah, word of mouth definitely helps. Like, that's what I said with the TikTok thing. Like, people literally are buying stuff just because they see it. Um, I think that a good way also is to try to um, do more community outreach stuff. Like, I, I like the... Um, pop-up events and you know just people getting together and being able to socialize and um build a level of respect for one another but also i think that we need to stay consistent with our efforts like don't just give up because it gets rough because it's going to be rough patches in order to bring it All back together and if we keep giving up we don't have to keep starting over so we just got to push through it and um, when we get that bad customer service, even try to find a way to let that person know, like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know 
that it was a way that you could have handled it better versus us just being like, you know what, I'm, I'm just I'm not, over I'm it. not going to hurt no more. You know, maybe yeah. that person needs a wake up call that's like, hey, you you could have kept my business if you would have, you know. Yeah, because I went to a <laughs> black girl to get my hair mm-hmm. done and literally pissed me off. And it's not that I don't like supporting black people, mm-hmm. but I hate when, especially like stylists, I'm sorry if my appointment is at a time, don't be washing nobody else hair at mm-hmm. my time. Cause you get both got us up here at nine o'clock like our appointments both at nine. Yeah. We have to do better with our time management and not apologizing. Like I feel like I owed apology. I shouldn't have been in that shop for three hours mm-hmm. and I got this much hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I made yeah. you wait uh three hours. I'm gonna take ten dollars off your service today. Yeah. That's why I try to make sure you wanna ask you little, you know, something. Yeah, you know? yeah then she like did my little like just made my lines a little more clear. She like, Oh, that's a ten dollar like I should have just you know through that, that should have been that would have been like, Oh, I'm gonna just throw it in since you was, you know You've been here for three hours. You washing me, got me under the dryer, somebody else come in, you washing them put that's um, I didn't been in places where cool. I, on yeah, a yeah. summer day I didn't went in the morning and left when it's dark and you know how lady how, how that's unacceptable yeah. and that happened to me a couple times not even just once so yeah, yeah. but um I'm not in my life I'm not sitting there that long I'm leaving <laughs> yeah I was yeah, and I'm not yeah, paying you for my watch I'm leaving because that's unacceptable yeah, I don't want to do that no more mm-hmm. I don't sat in the shops for eight hours mm-hmm. I'm not doing that no more yeah that's Mm-mm. that's, that's foolishness <laughs> yeah that's why people be going with their hair already molded so yeah. all you gotta do is and then, curl they, and, and then, then they, they, be, they be salty because no um but i think another way that we can thrive in our community is also is just educating mm-hmm. educating our children mm-hmm. on the importance because they're the generation coming up so we need to educate our community more on the importance of keeping the money um in our community and what value it brings the value of a dollar yeah. we need to break all this stuff down to our kids educate and i know like in a lot of black families they do not communicate or talk about finances nope. um i don't know if that's just preyed upon in the black p- community like no you don't know need, you don't I need don't, to know what's going on I, yeah. i'm gonna handle it i'm gonna make sure we okay like, no but then that's where our kids grow up and don't have or be so eager to have. Like, yeah. That's where a lot of kids go out in the streets. They want to get more than what you can provide to them. Or they looking like, well, maybe I need to try to go out here and do it this way because she she need a little less stress on her because you're not discussing. We good. You know, this is comfortable. Right. When mm-hmm. the kid had, they like, maybe she need, you know, so I'm going to just go out here in the streets and try to get it myself versus, you know, coming to her about it or, you know. I've been looking at this um, black guy on Facebook. He has a a youth financial like boot camp that he doing this summer that's nice and i've been looking in it looking into it for the last few weeks i'm really thinking about putting my daughter into the boot camp because they teach you like how to invest Mm -hmm. they teach you how to um budget they teach you how to um like balance checkbooks and bank accounts and all that i'm really thinking about i think it was like 200 and something dollars i am really thinking about placing her into that um, financial book. Yeah, and just starting young to where your kids are, you know, educated about it. Even with my son, um, I got the, like, green card or whatever, and mm-hmm. so I try to look and watch what he do with the deposit. I'm like, you have to get in the habit with putting some of your money to the side. So mm-hmm. if I'm transferring money into your check, and that shouldn't be like, oh, $50? Let me put it all on the game. 
your mind should be like, I need to put this over here to the save. And then they even got stock on the card. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's like, I'm trying to get him used to that because if your mindset is to spend everything you get, that's going to lead into your adulthood yeah. where you think of every piece of money I get. You got to spend it right away. Spend it. So, it. yeah. What's your parents who say the money? Burn in your pocket. Yeah. Hey, oh, Lord. It definitely burned. <laughs> burn it up. Burn the hole in you. Okay. So, I definitely enjoyed that conversation, though. We need to revisit it and, you know, talk more about circulating the money in the black yeah. community. I mean, it's a lot of conversations on it, but like I said, without the action and staying consistent with it, we're going to just keep on. Repeating the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we... When, I think when the... We have Black Wall Street. I think that's kind of where a lot of the mindsets probably shifted to because we probably be, y'all took everything from us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be, I don't know where it started from. I'm just throwing it out there, like, possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was a good combo. Great combo. Okay. Well, then, until next time, make sure you guys check out the social media uh, Jazzy Talks on Instagram and also um, you can write us at axjazzy and that's J-A-Z-Z-Y-Y at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns. And then if you have any ways that we can help circulate money back in our community, please leave those tips and ideas, any suggestions because we want to be helped as well as we want to be able to help others as well. Yes, and I challenge you um, this week to make sure you spend I don't care if it's two dollars, but spend something with a black, um, a black-owned business. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And until next time, bye. Bye. Peace out. Bye.